Welcome to the Board Shorts podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cook, and I'm here with another easy-to-digest dose of valuable board and company director-related information designed to help you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom. Hello and welcome to episode 57. So, you want to get on a board. This episode is for those of you who are right at the beginning of your board career and are in the mindset of, I want to get on a board, but I don't know how or where to start. What I'm going to talk about today is also helpful for existing board members who are wondering about their next board move. The process is going to be very similar. I recommend that this beginning point of your board journey is a wonderful one to pause at. And I'm going to share why this is an important reflection point when all you probably feel like doing at this point is running headfirst into your board journey. And I want you to keep that energy in your pocket just for the time being. You've likely arrived at this point in your board journey for one of two primary reasons. Someone told you that joining a board would be a great idea or they are actively encouraging you to join a board or you have personally arrived at the conclusion that joining a board would be a great idea for you. Whichever first steps you've taken to arrive at the thought, I want to join a board, I recommend asking yourself these two questions. What's driving me to join a board? And do I really know what I'm getting myself into? So I want to talk through these two questions because they provide important information that will help you to decide whether you want to continue on your board journey, and that is a valuable decision to be making. And if you do want to continue, to have some clarity that will help you to make decisions towards achieving your board goals. Firstly, let's dig into answering that question, what's driving me to join a board? And I want you to think of your answer of fulfilling two parts. The first part is that you have a compelling reason to want to join a board. And the second part is to be clear on what you have to offer and or contribute to a board. Your reason for wanting to join a board is important because it must transcend the superficial, the I want to be on a board so I can tell people that I'm on a board mindset. (laughs) Many people join boards because of a strong interest in what the organisation does. They've worked in the industry or a industry and want to contribute back, either concurrently with their professional career or as they transition to retirement. Or thirdly, they want to use their expertise in a new or different context to support another organisation to achieve its ambitions. There's more reasons, but they're the main ones. And usually these reasons aren't mutually exclusive to each other. You can have many, 
and you will have your own drivers. And I encourage you to know what they are and that you're able to articulate them as part of your unique value proposition when selling yourself into boards. Now, this nicely segues into the second part of the what's driving me to join a board question, and that's around articulating what you have to offer and or contribute to a board. Now, at the beginning of your board career, particularly if you have a professional expertise, whatever it is that you've developed over a number of years, and sometimes the number doesn't have to be large, your expertise and the kind of results that you achieve for your organisation you work for will be the primary thing that will open boardroom doors for you. Being able to talk about your expertise in a manner that demonstrates the outcomes you achieve for an organisation is a large part of your unique value proposition. The next ingredient in your unique value proposition has to do with your network and has to do with your professional and personal attributes. Things like dedication, commitment, the ability to lead and or work in a diverse and collegiate team, influencing others, making ethical decisions, self-leadership, public speaking, behaving in line with corporate values, working across organisation levels and anything else that a particular board has deemed to be important for the people who sit around that board table. And your personal and professional network is also something seen as valuable to a lot of organisations. So together, these two parts answer that question, what's driving me to join a board? They will also enable you to articulate an answer to the question that you will be asked during your board journey, and that is, why do you want to join our board? Or why do you want to join a board? And I can guarantee you that having a meaningful and considered answer to that question will put you miles above and beyond many other board hopefuls and will help you to stand out and be remembered. Now, as a side note, if you were encouraged by someone to pursue a board role and they themselves have board experience, that's wonderful. And I encourage you to check back in with them and ask them why they think or believe you would be valuable on a board. Hopefully, they have some insights from a board perspective that they will share that will help you to craft your answer, what's driving me to join a board, in a way that is compelling to an actual board. If you weren't encouraged by an existing board member, that's okay. I would recommend finding one who knows you professionally fairly well and walk them through your answers to that question, what's driving me to join a board, and ask them, would this resonate or be of any interest to a board? 
and what are the changes I need to make that will make it be more compelling to a board. That's great homework to do. Let's now consider the second more internally focused question to ask yourself. Do I really know what I'm getting myself into? (laughs) Now, this is going to touch on your duties, responsibilities and accountability, your remuneration or not, time and energy requirements and the level of commitment you will need to make. As a board member, on all boards, you have legal duties or legal obligations that come from legislation. Primarily, these will be the Corporations Act for certain organisations and the incorporated associations legislation across across each state and territory for other forms of organisations. And these duties will dictate sort of like the parameters that you must operate within. And when we're operating appropriately within our duties, we call that discharging our duties under the Act or words to that effect. But there are also other duties and responsibilities and requirements from other legislation that those things that touch the organisation. So every organisation has its own unique legislative environment and as a board member, you must know what these are and how you meet the obligations and requirements under those pieces of legislation. And there are no excuses here. Ignorance is not a defence. You hold the position of ultimate responsibility, authority and accountability within an organisation. And it also carries ethical obligations as well as legal obligations. You cannot escape this responsibility, authority and accountability through ignorance or What I often hear is because you're a volunteer board member, it makes no difference. Whether you're paid or not paid, those requirements apply to you equally. And what this means for you is that you open yourself up personally to risks if or when things go very wrong such as insolvent trading. And if that's a new term for you that you've never heard before, I do encourage you to jump on over to Google and type that in, insolvent trading, and probably Australia or the country you're listening from, and see what your responsibilities are as a board member in this area of corporate governance. And then expand your search out from there because that's what I want you to really understand from this question, asking yourself, what am I really getting myself into? Google will help you to understand that much more. And you've heard me mention already volunteer board members. (laughs) So I want to touch on that. The chances are that the beginning of your board career will be you serving on not-for-profit, charity or other organisation boards where you receive no payment 
So no remuneration for being a board member. That is to say, you're a volunteer board member. It's not the case for everyone, but certainly for the vast majority of us, we start our board careers in the not-for-profit charity community organisation space. So understand that you may be doing many years of free service in a role of considerable responsibility. I'm yet to really hear anyone complain about that, though. At the end of the day, it's your choice to serve on a board, and I think people come to terms with the fact that they're also not paid for some of those roles, and they're okay with that and accept that for what it is. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's time well spent, and volunteer board service is often a feature of many experienced board members' portfolios. So even for some of the most highly paid board members in the country, we still see them doing volunteer board service within a not-for-profit organisation as part of their bigger board portfolio that they hold. So we know now that we have legal requirements, even if we're a volunteer board member. So moving away from that, We want to think about the impact that board service is going to have on our time and energy. And think of these as the outputs you're going to be making towards your role as a board member. And how much of either of those resources you have is something that you need to assess before embarking further on your board journey. And consider everything that fills your time now. Professional work, family, friends, your personal hobbies and interests and pursuits and things like the need for quality rest and sometimes doing nothing. You need to incorporate all of those when calculating the time you have that can be otherwise committed towards board service. So when you say yes to boards, you're saying no to some of the other things that you're doing already. And it's not just the actual board meeting time that you have to factor in. It's everything that happens around that and in between the board meetings. It's your preparation time. It's your committee service, event attendance, stakeholder engagement, and any other activities unique to each board that need to be worked into your schedule and considered when you're thinking time and energy required for a board role. The most disliked board member is the one who doesn't contribute at the required level because they are quote unquote too busy. Yeah, aren't we all, but make it work. We can, why can't you? The final consideration as part of knowing what you're getting into is commitment. And generally, a board term is for two or three and sometimes four years. And for anyone who's interested in getting on any type of board, you must be ready ready and willing to commit to, to that board for at least one full term, 
preferably two. So you're in this for what feels like the long haul, but it goes very quickly, which is why you really want to have this compelling reason for joining a board because you want to revisit that motivation when you're beginning to feel the drudgery of doing the board work. And when you're in the weeds doing the not so glamorous parts of board service, spoiler alert, much of board service is not glamorous. So if you're satisfied with your answers to what's driving me to join a board and do I really know what I'm getting myself into and you're still wanting to take that next step on your journey, you are ready to continue. And I will cover your next steps in future episodes. However, if you're ready to move on, I encourage you to visit getonboardaustralia.com.au forward slash blog where you will find many articles under the joining a board category that will help you with the various parts of your board journey and will absolutely bring you closer to breaking into the boardroom. If you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe, rate and review the Board Shorts podcast on your favourite podcast app. And please feel free to share that you're listening and what your takeaways are from this episode on social media using the hashtag Board Shorts Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. The Board Shorts Podcast is powered by Get On Board Australia, the destination for aspiring and new board members, helping you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom.